1: hi everyone today we are talking to Leticia Moreno who is the clinical director and CEO of within me therapy um, located in Maryland and we are very excited to hear from her so welcome
2: thank you thank you for such the warm welcome
1: <laughs> um, so we'd love to hear a little bit about you
2: and what you do and how you got to where you are you know like the full story sure so I was a special education teacher before becoming a board-certified behavior analyst working really in early intervention and working with early learners. And my aunt, who is a social worker, was providing ABA therapy, and she pretty much was the one who introduced me to the field of ABA. And once I started in the field, I fell in love with ABA and continued to pursue my um, BCBA and so forth. So from there, I started working with different companies but i really truly loved working with the early learners so i wanted to focus on that so that's kind of why what led me to start my own company focusing on children between the ages of 1 and 5 and really blending the two aba strategies and early intervention together so what within me therapy what we really focus on is helping those early learners incorporating a lot of natural environment teaching within the strategies we use and a lot of our clinicians are also um, have that background of early intervention and using things like the coaching model when doing parent training to really help our parents be able to continue that learning process outside of therapy sessions. Mm.
0: Your background sounds so similar to Shira's and the fact that you were a teacher first and then became a BCBA. There's probably so many things that you wish you
2: knew going backwards, right? Like, oh, if only I knew that. If only I knew that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think having the, the background in teaching has definitely helped me as a BCBA. Um, but I really like the aspect of being able to help the family as a whole, and that is the reason what kind of led me more so more towards ABA versus teaching. But I still love teaching and I still love working with children. so I was able to get a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, I love talking to, you know, teachers turned BCBAs because that was my path as well. And I'm curious because I know why I, you know, looked out and seeked out ABA because there were problems within my classroom that I really just couldn't solve. So what were, was that the same case for you? And like, why were you looking for that other solution? Or was it just the next step for you? Like, What were those problems that you were seeing as a teacher that you just couldn't solve?
2: So really and truly, I think the problems that I saw were problems that we weren't necessarily able to address in the classroom. So a lot of parents were having difficulty in the home. And so because we typically work in the classroom setting, the problems that were arising that would kind of... um, would show in the classroom. Parents were also dealing with at home. So, for example, if we saw tantrums in the classroom, mom is also stressed and and having difficulty with, um, you know, managing those behaviors in the home. And I really wanted to be able to help those parents. And I think that's what really led me to, you know, seek out more information on ABA, just because we're able to help clients in their natural setting versus just in that school setting.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and I would love to hear how you get parents to, you know, be on board. Because I know one of the challenges I have in a school is, you know, we get the kids so far, and we get their communication going, and we get their toilet training going, and we get all those skills going, and then they leave us, and parents just aren't always interested in taking over and um, doing the next step. So, what has been? something that works for you in terms of parent training? Like, do you go into the homes? Um, What's your relationship like with the parents? How do you really get that buy-in?
2: Yeah, very great question. And it's definitely always going to be a work in progress when you're working with parents, just because just like children, every parent is different and how they learn is different. So we like to definitely take a collaborative approach when it comes to including parents in sessions um, early intervention is known for using like a coaching model where we're able to help parents by asking questions as we're teaching them to help them discover ways on what works best for their family. So instead of having a direct approach and saying like you need to do A, B, and C, you may ask it in a, form, in, a, of, in a form of a question that allows them to come up with the solutions on their own that works best for families. So we find that that helps and also providing opportunities for us to model during our sessions and having the parent be able to practice definitely providing reinforcement for our for our parents to help them continue to know and get reassurance that what they're doing is helping their child definitely helps as well just like we need reinforcement our parents need to also know that what they're doing is helping their child
0: yeah, absolutely. And there's such varied levels of stress within the home, right? And, you know, parents have such great meaning and such great intention to, yep, no problem. Whatever you tell me, I'm going to follow through with, no problem. You know, and then you dig a little bit deeper and you realize that parents are, you know, dealing with this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And, this. and you know, what you're telling them is only like, you know, a very, very small portion of their entire day and they, they just can't handle everything.
2: Um, yeah, so that, that's very true that you mentioned that a lot of parents are dealing with some things that, you know, whether it's anxiety and depression and, and other life factors that happen that we may not necessarily be able to always address, right? It may be out of our scope of practice. And so we do have a parent liaison on our on our team where oh, she's that. able, yeah, she's able to provide resources to families where um, we may not necessarily be able to help them in certain areas, but because we really look at the whole family and we look at the whole picture, we have to at least be able to point them in the right direction for them to get those resources that will help their family. Such wow. a
0: great idea. You also mentioned yeah. when we talked last time, you mentioned that uh, you service under, under service populations. So what does yeah. that look like? And, and I guess the, the level of stress
2: there would be astronomical, I'm sure. And sure, absolutely. And that's where our parent liaison definitely comes in to be able to provide our families with those resources and information. Um, we also work with a lot of children who, who are newly diagnosed. So we're able to provide them with, you know, be a wealth of knowledge on what ABA is and disseminate ABA to people who may not know exactly what to expect of therapy. So, um, and we also have a high population of, um, Spanish-speaking families as well. So, making sure that when we are disseminating ABA, we're disseminating it in a way for everyone to understand um, in, in layman's terms, but also in their language. And so, for example, we a lot of our RBTs speak Spanish, so they're able to um, really help the parents understand um, ABA as we're modeling it for them as well, but there's also opportunities for them to learn in their own language. So that's another way that we really kind of make sure that we're providing um, the therapy and providing the information in a way that is digestible for all.
0: That's phenomenal. I can't imagine, you know, as a family coming in who speaks a different language, you know, just knowing that there's someone else who understands them and is able to, you know, communicate with effectively, not just, okay, let me get my, you know, English translation out and get, you know, every third word. That must be
2: such a relief for parents. Right. Absolutely. And then also, like you mentioned, um, you know, when there's other stressors within the home that we may not be able to address, it's definitely something that we're mindful. And so if a family is dealing with a situation where um, they may be evicted or, you know, there's um, abuse in the home, just different stresses that may happen, we have to make sure that we're taking that into account when we are providing the therapy, because those in those situations may interfere, they may cause additional behaviors for children and things like that, that we have to make sure that we're considering what the family is going through, and what's a priority for that family at that time.
0: And do you do staff coaching on that
2: as well? Because that's definitely something that needs to be
0: disseminated to all
2: therapists as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that's also what kind of sets us apart from other ABA companies is that we're really collaborative and we're definitely very supportive. You know, when things are going on in cases, um, there's opportunities for us to, you know, use a huddle approach, come together, figure out what's going on with certain clients or, or any solutions that we need to come up with within our team and really take that collaborative and supportive approach to be able to help um, our staff members. So even if they may not necessarily have dealt with certain situations before, they're able to come to um, our team or our admin team to really figure out what's a best solution. We also offer CEUs for our our staff members too. So there's definitely learning opportunities um, to help our clinicians continue to grow within the field.
0: Wow. It sounds like within me has a fantastic culture within your organization. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We definitely look at not just helping our, um, you know, our clients reach their full potential within, but also helping our clinicians reach their full potential within as well.
1: And I love what you said about um, learning to ask more questions. Cause I think that we sometimes can default to like, well, I have this agenda and I need this to get done. And I need the parent to like just do what I say, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have time for this. (laughs) I love when you, you know, the same way we teach our kids how to like problem solve and we don't just give them all the answers and tell them what to do. We might say like, what do you think you should be doing right now? Or look around. And what do you think the next step is? Uh, I love that we can do that with our parents too, where it's about empowering them to ask the right questions and find the answers versus just getting, you know, compliance. Um, exactly. Which is which is a really great point. Um, I'd also love to hear some tips you have on the natural environment teaching. I think that we have a lot of um, a lot of our audience who might struggle with like what do I do with an early learner and how do I make the learning natural. Um, mm-hmm. Some of us are more comfortable with the old style table work or. Mm-hmm sitting in a chair where a natural environment teaching is a lot more dynamic and you need a lot more creativity. Um, and that might be hard. So what are some of your tips for that?
2: Yeah, I would definitely say to make sure you are paired strong with that, with that client first, um, because that really helps set you up for success for being able to teach in the natural environment. So, Sometimes we may feel like we're fully paired with the child um, because we're able to approach them and they see it, they see, you know, them smiling when they're, you know, when the therapist comes in for, for their session, but really actually making sure that you have that instructional control um, and that you're fully paired with that child. I definitely feel like you'll be set up for success for natural environment teaching. And then just really following that child's lead based on what those preferences are and what those reinforcements are for that child. um, To help that child be able to learn in the natural environment, I definitely feel are some some great prerequisite things that need to kind of be in place in order to um, be successful with teaching in in the natural environment.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. The relationship both with the child and with the parents, I think are really showing to be so important in what we do. And we don't get enough of that relationship building, we think more about the behaviors and the environment. But I think that's a really good point is that you have to really invest in both relationships to be able to be successful. Um, We also, you know, a lot of our audience might be newly certified BCBAs or people who are just starting out their own company or just getting into the field. And what would be some advice that you would give someone who's just starting out and might feel a little overwhelmed, um, what is kind of the best thing that you can pass on?
2: Yeah, so I would definitely say to um, be mindful of your thoughts because your thoughts are the blueprint for your dreams. And so when you're thinking positive, when you have a positive mindset and you're grateful for even just where you are, in life today, it will really help you be able to you know manage what you need to do on a day to day to reach your goals and reach you know what you aspire. So I would definitely say to just manage your thoughts because there are stressful situations you know when whether you're running a company, you're studying to become a BCBA, you're managing your life, you know I'm a mother of four children, you know it's a lot to manage and so just making sure that I'm mindful of what I'm thinking can definitely you know help me make the right decisions, um, help me look at the different, different aspects of things, take a different perspective, um, and just have more of a positive approach to things versus, you know, always thinking negative. So I think that that is probably, um, one tip I can, I can provide.
1: I was totally expecting you to be like, read this book or here's a good textbook. And like, you really went a whole different way with that. I did. I did. I mean,
2: If I was to provide, you know, study materials, I would definitely, you know, say the Cooper book, Um, you know, um, there are definitely great study guides out there, making sure that you take mock exams to really determine what areas are your strengths and what areas are your weaknesses um, and um, teach it. If you're able to teach it, you're able to really understand it and retain that information. So I, I definitely when I was studying would lead study groups and that really helped me to retain the information in order to be able to um, you know, pass the exam. Cool. So I give you a little bit of both.
0: <laughs> I love that. I actually wrote that down, the thoughts of the bl- blueprint of your life. I'm like, oh, I love
2: that. I wrote that down. Yeah, it really is. Your your thoughts really help, you know, you reach your goals. I think that when I look at where I am today, it was because I thought about it and I made a decision to work on those goals and put it into action.
0: Well, really, that's what ACT is, right? The ACT acceptance absolutely. And
2: therapy. Yeah. Yeah, right. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so as VCBAs, I think we're starting to become more familiar with that. Mm -hmm. But we should be because this is a big part of like what controls our behavior, right? And it's our private events, and it's all of our, you know, emotions and thoughts and feelings, and they do have control over our behavior. Um,
0: Shira, it's not observable and measurable.
1: I don't know so I might say that it is.
2: <laughs> right. Having that psychological flexibility really helps you keep that, you know, positive mindset and knowing exactly what, you know, you're going through in that moment within today. And that also helps with parent collaboration because we're focusing on what the parent is what the parent can do today in that moment to help their child versus, you know, I know that I've got this going on and that going on and I can't do this and I can't do that. So instead of having that negative mindset, let's focus on what you can do right now in this moment to help your child be successful.
0: I love that. I love that. Um, is there one lesson if you had to say, okay, one lesson that your job has taught you,
2: um, that you think everybody should know, would that be it? Or is there something else? Yeah, I would definitely say that that would be it, to just have that positive mindset, you know, be grateful for what you have in that moment. Um, But to add to that, I think one tip or one, um, I guess you can say, one productivity hack to really help you reach your goals is I focus on um, the top three method where I may have Twenty-five things to do within my day, just because I, you know, am in a director or a clinical role, a leadership role where I have a lot to focus on. I'm also a parent and, you know, that comes with another job, a whole nother full-time job. And so being able to manage everything, I focus on just my top three. So that way I almost have tunnel vision to make sure that I can at least get my top three things for that day done to help me obtain or reach my, you know, overall big goal. So I, I think that that. that's definitely. That's something. really
1: practical. Cause I think we all have the to-do list and we get overwhelmed and we're all busy, um, you know, and <laughs> uh, being a business owner and a clinical director and a mom and all the other roles that we all play. Um then being able to prioritize, but I think it, they go hand in hand because when you be in order to be able to pick those top three, you have to have the direction, right? You have to have that goal and you have to be aware of, like you said earlier, where you're going and what your direction is. And then you can pick your top three because you want them to be moving you in that direction. So right. it does kind of go together in that what you're thinking about and where you want to be um, is going to be reflected in what your priorities are. So Absolutely. those are really good advice.
0: Yeah. I love that. We were laughing before for those people who didn't see me. We were laughing before because I just held up my six pages of my to-do list. It's all yeah. chicken yeah. scratch <laughs> on a piece of paper and it's ridiculous, right? <laughs> things come at you in all different directions. So
2: I like I to see it. that you still write it though. Cause I also am big on like writing. I have journals and things like that. I was still- going to ask, is it a written to-do list? Is it a list in your head? So it's a bit of both. I do have a, you know, I I use my notes section on my phone and Apple devices, so I do write them down. Um, but I also like to, you know, actually physically write things out as well. So I may put my top three for the day on a whiteboard, or on my my journal next to me and know that I can, because I like crossing things out. I like that satisfaction of getting things done and crossed off on my list. So writing it out, you know, I can do that, so...
0: Yeah. I've tried so many different apps. I've tried apps. I've tried, you know, reminders that pop up. I've tried a whole bunch of different electronic things and nothing beats the whole paper and pencil because it's there visually and it's always there. You know, I've even tried stickies on my computer screen. And then after a while, they just become like one more thing on my computer screen. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm not even paying attention Mm to it. Mm So yeah, my paper and pencil notes work every time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about to-do
1: list forever. I know. <laughs> How do you manage your busy schedule? How do you manage? Um, I guess just as some last words, um, we really appreciate all that you've shared with us. But like, what, what do you want to share um, as a next step for you? What are you looking forward to? What is, you know, what are you excited about?
2: Yeah. So what we're really excited about is with Me Therapy is opening up a clinic in Lanham, Maryland to be able to expand the services we provide. So right now we really focus on in-home and in the community. We're in a lot of daycares and schools and things like that. But now we're able to really help our children in a more controlled setting, provide opportunities for social skills groups and things like that, natural environment teaching still, but within a controlled setting. So we're really excited to be able to expand our services. We're also continuing to hone in on our parent collaboration and providing opportunities for parents to um, utilize our team for all of the resources that we are able to provide and also to provide um, networking and continue to build our community and um, just expanding within the DMV area.
0: Congratulations! Wow, thank you. Uh, that's yeah.
2: fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: good luck. Um, I'm sure with you know the way you approach things that there's a big need that you're filling, and that I'm sure the parents are happy to have you and your support. So, really, good luck. We we hope it goes well, and we hope you let us know how it's going. Absolutely. Um, and, and thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you so yes, much, and for those you. people, for those people thank listening. You. And if you are in the Maryland area um, they can look you up, right? How do they, how do yes. they look you up?
2: So you can go to our website with and reach out to us that way. We are also on Instagram with themietherapy.com with as well. And Facebook with Amazing. And that'll be posted in the show notes too. So
0: Letitia, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. Well, thank you guys both for the opportunity.